Welcome to A Vague Knowledge of Everything. I'm Rosie. And I'm Hope. And today we're going to explain why no one is putting cannabis edibles into Halloween candy. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe we have to do a full episode about this. It's this, so stupid. So this is something that I, so we have a TikTok and I was thinking about doing a little a TikTok about we do have a TikTok. It's just mine because I just want to like look at TikTok, but I haven't posted anything on it. Okay. <laughs> I get I, I get too nervous to do it because I feel like people would then comment and then I would feel the need to interact with them and they would take up way too much of my time. <laughs> you can turn off the comments. <laughs> That's true. Um, at any rate, I, I thought about making a TikTok for this and then I realized that it would have to be multiple parts because I it's too much to talk about that's where uh my blog came from because i was trying to make facebook statuses and they were (laughs) becoming essays and i was like don't make people read this like do the thing where you like click see more and it's like a whole page of things just make it a blog post so people can choose if they want to read for a long time or not yeah uh but i i I did feel like I did feel like this was something that I wanted to talk about because it's kind of, it's a little bit fun to talk about because it's kind of like silly, Mm -hmm. honestly. But I think for people who don't realize that it's silly, it might be nice to kind of like dissect it a little bit and say like, oh, here's, here's the thing. Um, We can also talk about the history of people tampering with Halloween candy because there is a history of that, but there isn't history of people putting weed into it. Right. Um, So... Anyway, um, oh, before we start off with this, um, I did say in the last episode uh, that I'm pregnant um, and I've talked before about my cannabis use, just so everyone knows before I get any messages, <laughs> I am not using cannabis while pregnant. Um, that is a personal choice I've made because of the lack of evidence on either side about what it does. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so just please no one at me about that. Um, <laughs> uh, I do, when I'm not pregnant, use medical cannabis for um, my prescription is for anxiety. Usually what I use it for is insomnia. Um, so anyway, so that's that. And I do have a lot of, I've gained a lot of knowledge about it. Um, I have like a bud tender certification and I just do a lot of research because I find it very interesting. Wait. Uh, if you haven't, uh, listened to that, uh, uh, sorry, if you haven't listened to the series, the case for cannabis that we did, um, we have a lot more info. Um, What's a bud tender certification? What is that? <laughs> it's, oh, so the bud tenders are people who work at cannabis dispensaries uh, and mm-hmm. they can give you more information about stuff. They handle they handle the product. They sell the product to you. It's basically the person who works at the desk and gets stuff for you. Um, but uh, in order to get that certification, you do need to learn about things so that you can make recommendations and stuff like that. Um, and usually you're learning about like, medical benefits and like differences between sativa and indica or like cannabinoids and terpenes and all those different good things i love that it's called bud tender that makes me (laughs) extremely happy (laughs) yeah so if anyone didn't know that uh a person who uh like works at a cannabis retailer um or a medical dispensary is called a bud tender yeah um and i haven't actually worked as one i just have that because i some people watched all of Netflix during COVID and I decided to be, to get that certification. I learned how to pick some locks, you know, did some weird shit, started a podcast. Started a podcast. Uh, Yeah. Wait, I think we're coming up on our year anniversary. Okay. Keep talking. I'll look that up. Okay. All right. So, so every, every year um, you'll see a lot of fear mongering about the possibility of cannabis ending up in trick-or-treating bags either by accident or what a lot of people want to convince you of is it's by malicious intent. There is no solid evidence that this has ever happened, at least not in the U.S. Um, I did look for stories that contain any real evidence of this kind of thing happening, but I only came up with one story that happened in Canada that might have possibly been that, but we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, The headline is basically, it's all made up. So you don't actually have to worry about it. Um... Before we get into the reasons why getting edibles into candy bags and handing that stuff out is silly, um, I do want to briefly talk about some instances where Halloween candy has actually been tampered with because they definitely have contributed to the fear that surrounds all of this. And there is a little bit of history of that. Okay. So, 
Um, so this is from history.com and I've found it on several other sources too. There's just a few little things here. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I am getting slightly short of breath just because of where I'm sitting, but that's because it, it's because of the baby in my lungs. Because of the dang baby. It's, it's pushing my intestines up and pushes my lungs. Ew. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, it is. It's pretty gross. <laughs> Sometimes I hear about people being pregnant and I'm like, oh my God, that's so great. I'm so excited. And then sometimes I hear other things about being pregnant. And I'm like, that's gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds awful. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I love you so much. No, it's okay. It's it's one of the downsides of the Aww. fact that I'm not like super showing is that everything is farther inside and it's pushing stuff up against my lungs. You do have a very long torso for yeah. your height. My, uh, at my last, my last appointment, the midwife was telling me I would be shocked if you didn't have some shortness of breath. And I was like, mm-hmm, yep, definitely. Thank Great. you for validating that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, 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 so from history.com, uh, we have a few instances of Halloween candy being tampered with in 1964, a New York woman named Helen feel, Uh, was arrested for handing out things like ant poison and dog biscuits to kids. Uh, When questioned, she said she was joking and that she gave the items to kids she felt were too old to be trick-or-treating. Though no children were poisoned during the incident, law enforcement didn't find her actions to be funny. Uh, I don't think they're funny either. And as a side note, I don't understand why people get mad at kids being too old to trick-or-treat. Right. It's so harmless. Literally... (sighs) Like, I don't like, I know it's a thing that's like, it's supposed to be just for kids, but like, I'm not going to get mad if a teenager comes to my door trick-or-treating because A, you can't necessarily tell, especially if the person is wearing a costume, that that's not maybe a mentally challenged kid. Um, So, you know, it might be someone who mentally as is at a younger level and gets a lot out of it the same way that the little kids do. Um, Or it might just be a teenager who wants a bunch of free candy, but you know what they're not doing when they're trick-or-treating? They're not Drugs. drunk driving. <laughs> they're not egging yeah. your houses. They're not vandalizing property. Like it, drunk driving is way more of an issue on Halloween, like statistically, mm-hmm. um, like than, than drugs or anything else being put into uh, Halloween candy. So honestly, if teenagers want to trick-or-treat, that is fine come to my house. I'll give you some candy. I, I'm not <laughs> worried about it. Teenagers <laughs> have it so hard already because everybody's telling them what not to do. Yeah. So they're like, it's like you're treated like, like a child, but, but then you're also too old to do some kid stuff. Right. So it's like, don't go trick or treating. You're too old for that. But also like, don't go to any parties. They just want them to like sit at home, but yeah. also don't play video games. Mm-hmm. Just sit and look at the wall and be quiet. You know what I mean? <laughs> With all of your hormones that are raging and confusing in your developing brain, which is also confusing. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just, it's just silly, honestly, like, because if you don't let them trick or treat, but they want to be out there in costumes doing stuff, they might end up doing nefarious teenager shit. And I would much rather they go around asking for candy. It's fine. How many more times (laughs) in their life are they going to be able to get that much free candy? Not a lot. Also, their metabolisms can handle it. Just let them have the candy. Yeah. And ha- Halloween candy, honestly, like if you're a person who gives out candy, because not everyone does give out candy for trick-or-treating, but if you're a person who does, you can usually find it for fairly cheap. And it, you know what? If you think that some kids are too old, go and get like the cheapest candy you can find. Get like a big ass bag of Smarties, like those tiny little like fruity chalky things. And like, those are super cheap and just give the older kids that. I okay so but don't give the dog biscuits and ant poison because that's mean yes real quick aside I uh didn't really I kind of knew so where I grew up I'm between two bridges that separates two like townships Mm -hmm. but I'm on the very edge of the kind of higher up like the more affluent one and I didn't know that because since I was so close to the other one I was kind of like considered we were kind of considered like lower class because we were closer to the lower class one even though we were part of the upper class mm-hmm. district and I didn't realize that until when I was older and I was like yeah didn't people in your neighborhood like give out Jones soda on Halloween and have apple <laughs> cider that they were giving out and like the full-size candy bars and they were like 
no. no. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> but that's nothing. You don't realize that's a year older. We would go out with pillowcases and fill them like halfway up because we were very good at trick-or-treating <laughs> in the the town that i grew up in we it was we literally had maps in our heads of like where the full-size candy bars were at because it was so few and far between like there was one area on a hill where there were more expensive houses and yeah they would have the full-size candy bars some of them would leave boxes of full-size candy bars like out at the end of the driveway without anyone like looking after them yeah which i can't believe that My that actually worked that. But, my mom does that because we have 40 steps to get up to our oh floor. yeah so they used to sit down there like then people would come by sometimes but she was like so many they don't cross the bridges like on either side they don't come across the bridges that's like the end of the neighborhood for a lot of people so she just okay. takes a bowl of candy out at the bottom of the steps and is like happy halloween it's for you <laughs> we um this uh this halloween chris and i are in exotic cleveland um <laughs> doing uh so the the ship that chris is the captain of is being hauled out um this is the ship that hope and i have worked on as well Please. that's where we met uh but that's that's, we fell in love i know and then uh, also found our husbands <laughs> um and at any rate we're uh the crew that's working uh on the ship um which i'm i'm cooking for um we're all living at this uh this sort of old victorian house uh that's an airbnb and it actually is on like a fairly busy road so i think we'll probably get some trick-or-treaters so oh. i'll definitely get some halloween candy and any teenagers who come by can also have some i think <laughs> i have to go buy candy because i forgot i live in a house yeah like i live in a residential area and i just have to be in an apartment that's in a house and i was at target and i was like oh my god i have to buy candy for, for all the babies i'm gonna be so excited if i get trick-or-treaters and i get to wear my pink shark onesie i'm there i'm so excited. i have to figure out some kind of halloween costume anyway all right so we're we're you your red panda onesie <laughs> you're set uh it's packed though it's packed oh, it's no. somewhere in erie okay so anyway let's get something else anyway um so the most uh so moving on um to a different incident that uh is part of the reason that people are worried about poison and other stuff being in candy mm-hmm. um so this is a pretty infamous halloween incident it took place on halloween obviously in 1974 a texas man named ronald o'brien different spelling i'm not related to him <laughs> gave cyanide laced uh, pixie sticks to five children including his son the other children never ate the candy but his eight-year-old son timothy did and he died soon after oh my god so um this is because uh, and investigators learned later he had recently taken out life insurance policies on all his children. You got to look out yeah. for the life insurance. Yeah. Gotta watch so out he, for that. Yeah. He took out life insurance policies and then decided that, you know, they were going to get poisoned Halloween candy and that he was going to get the money from that. Um, he was convicted of murder and he was executed in 1984. Awesome. Um, so, so it's like, that was a real incident of that happening. But it was a very specific thing that was for personal gain. It wasn't just some crazy person handing out cyanide lace candy. And it's, this isn't like a horror movie situation where there's like serial killers out to get kids. Just yeah. kids. Because and honestly, was... I, I think that's the fear is that there's just yeah. like strangers just giving candy at random just that like... has some in it. Just like therapy and media isn't real. Just like watching The Crown doesn't make you a historian. <laughs> watching what happens with serial killers that's very, like, fantasticized. What am I trying to say? Sensationalized? Sensationalized, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't... The serial killers do exist. However, it's not as common as people think it is, probably. I don't know. Yeah. Um okay um and then there's so there was also uh, an incident where a seven-year-old girl in california collapsed while trick-or-treating on halloween in 1990 uh in santa monica california the police confiscated the kids candy however her illness was later discovered to be caused by a heart murmur um she showed no signs of poisoning uh, so that was something that added to the fear but then it turned out it wasn't actually a thing um one of the uh so so there is something that happened outside the u.s it's not necessarily just halloween candy but it was in the article that i found so we'll talk about that one too 
in the 1980s, a crime ring called the Mystery Man with 21 Faces blackmailed Japanese candy companies with threats that it would lace their candy with cyanide if they didn't offer large ransoms. At first, it seemed like a threat, and the stores pulled a lot of candy from shelves, found out it wasn't poisoned. Um, then a few months later, uh, these people struck, and they actually did uh, manage to get packs of cookies and candies on shelves that were laced with cyanide. Um, nobody died from the poison, but they're also never caught. So that happened, but that was oh, in Japan. No. <laughs> oh, um, but it also good. wasn't. But the thing is, that's also not Halloween candy. Okay. Yeah, that's just regular candy. Yeah, that's just putting candy and stuff on shelves in stores. It's not. It, again, what we're worried about, it seems, is a crazy person at their house handing out candy to trick-or-treaters that has mm. stuff in it. So that didn't happen. Um, in, okay, um, in two, it says in my notes in 200, but it means 2000. Uh, <laughs> in, the year, <laughs> in the year 200, uh, in the year 2000, James Joseph Smith of uh, Minneapolis allegedly, uh, ugh, allegedly stuck needles into the Snickers bars he handed out to trick-or-treaters. While several of the children bit into them, the only injury was to a teenager who was pricked by one of the needles and he didn't actually have to go to the hospital. Uh, police charged Smith with one count of adulterating a substance with intent to cause death, harm, or illness. So if you're keeping track, <laughs> there's very few instances of anything being directly handed out to kids uh, on trick-or-treating or sorry, on Halloween while they're trick-or-treating that was intended to harm them. And the people were caught. Um, these are very few and far between instances. Yeah. Um, there have been a couple other things that have sort of added to this fear. Um, for example, there was paranoia about tainted candy that spiked in the early 1980s, which was after a rash of Tylenol poisoning. Yeah, that was, I kind of remember hearing about this. I, I don't think I was aware when it happened because I wasn't alive for most of the 1980s. <laughs> but, you came uh, in at the tail end. Yeah, I did. Uh, but the cyanide laced acetaminophen was placed on store shelves and sold. Um, that led to uh, introduction of childproof containers, federal laws punishing those who tampered with drugs. Um, and I believe people did die from that. Um, still unsolved. Um, warnings about adulterated Halloween candy increased as a result, but again, that's not actually related. It's just, again, it's fear, um, begetting more fear. Yeah. So now that we've talked about those actual real instances, we'll talk about things that actually involved cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only two of them that I found and I'm not, one of them was definitely not on purpose um and we'll talk about that one the other one may have been on purpose but i'm not convinced um so the first one was in the year 2000 an unidentified man in hercules california which by the way i didn't know that there was a town named hercules that's really cool um he accidentally gave out cannabis to trick-or-treaters uh this man was a postal worker in a dead letter office um which basically means um in a dead letter office it's stuff that doesn't have an address that leads to an actual place where you can deliver like the address is wrong or wow. something yeah, or, or no one is there or something um, like that. So usually those don't end up where they're going. Um, and they stay in that high Admiral. They stay in the dead letter office if they are also not able to be returned to the sender. Okay. Um, and of course, if you're sending cannabis through the federal mail, you're probably not going to put a valid return address because it's illegal to do that. Um, So one such package that contained four bags of Snickers bars uh, destined for San Francisco ended up in this dead letter office in Hercules, California. Um, A lot of the non-perishable dead mail is given away to charity. Um, So if there's any kind of like food that doesn't go bad, they'll give it to charity. The employee picked up the candy along with a bunch of canned goods um, he took the other items to a church, but he kept the candy for trick-or-treating. Uh, he handed out nine or ten of the fun-sized candy bars, each of which was stuffed with half an ounce of pot, which is a lot, by <laughs> <laughs> <Either> the way. <laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little funny. Because <laughs> the person... It's literally nobody intended for this to end up in kids' oh, hands. The person handing them out... Nice. 
yeah he just thought he was he was getting some free candy he could give out to trick-or-treaters the person who packed them was also sending them somewhere who they obviously didn't intend for them to go to trick-or-treaters um <laughs> so that's uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is an incident where cannabis did end up in trick-or-treaters bags. However, it was very easily discovered and it wasn't going to be consumed by the kids anyway, because it wasn't in the form of edibles, which is what people are specifically concerned about. Mm. It was plant material. Like it's the actual bud that gets trimmed off. It's the part that you smoke. So the candy was probably there to cover the smell. Um, And obviously it worked because no one figured it out until after they were handed out and opened I'm sorry. It's a little funny to me. Anyway. It's just so ridiculous. It is. It's so ridiculous that like, that would happen. Can you imagine being a kid and biting into something you think is like candy and it's like, this is full of plants. Well, I don't think it was even in the bars. I think it was just like in the that it was inside the wrapper. <laughs> like that maybe there was some candy in with it that it was in there. Like it's basically you open it and like <laughs> weed would fall out. I'm assuming. <laughs> oh my God. It's so messy. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> and and if you're a kid and you don't know what that is, that's not gonna smell good to you. You're not gonna like that. You're gonna be like, you. This smells so, like skunk. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said skunk plants in my Halloween. Candy. Yeah. Oh. That's a trick, not a treat. <laughs> that is for sure a trick. So, um, so that's the only incidents where I found in the U.S. that cannabis was given out, um, but it was not intentional. Uh, The only instance I've found so far where there was any evidence of like edibles, which just so anyone knows, like edibles, that's something that's been converted to a form that you can just eat. Um, If you, just FYI, if you just eat some cannabis like plant material, that's not going to get you high because it has to go through a process of being heated. Um, And that's, you can go back and listen to our other cannabis episodes if you want to know more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so even if these kids had eaten the uh, the plant material, it wouldn't have gotten them high. It would just would have been gross. Yeah. Um, so um, gross and disappointing. Yeah. Um, so the only uh, um, instance I found so far where edibles were actually given to a trick or treater, or may have been, um, is from 2019. Um, it was in Nova Scotia, Canada. Uh, so not in the U.S. Um, I just want to point that out because, like, I did say in the U.S. there haven't been any um, times where this has happened. Um, a child in a group of about eight trick-or-treaters came home with a bag of labeled THC candy. Like, there was a label on it that said THC <laughs> um, because that is required on edibles. Um, <laughs> all of the candy that the kids had was checked by an adult, but only one child received the cannabis edibles. Uh, the package had a had a Halloween themed label on the front and contained several jujube candies, um, like gummy candies, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, a sticker on the back indicated the THC content of the candies, which police say alerted the parent. So, to me, this doesn't look intentional. Um, and what I mean by that is, like, if you were intentionally giving kids weed gummies with the intent for them to eat them. Surely you'd know that most parents check through their kids' candy to make sure that there's not anything weird in there because of all the fear-mongering. So you'd take the stickers off at the very least. Yeah. Like, I, so to me what this looks like, since it was very clearly labeled, said it was containing THC, that one of two things happened. Um, I think it was either on accident, like maybe it was someone else's in the house and someone was going through and was like, oh, it's some Halloween candy and just like put it in the bowl of stuff they were giving out, Mm -hmm. Um, which um, that's no excuse. Um, (laughs) Responsible cannabis use does include making sure that you know where your product is and keeping it out of reach of children and animals at all times. Um, You can find nice stash boxes online, a lot of them even lock. So um, get yourself some, keep it safe, keep it separate. Uh, anyway, um, so if it was accidentally put in there, that's still no excuse, but it does make it slightly different. Like it's not with malicious intent. Uh, the other possible explanation I have for this incident, it's probably less likely it is possible. Um, this was about a year after cannabis had been legalized in Canada. Um, and I, it is possible if someone wanted to 
prove that there was a danger of people handing out cannabis candy to kids that they might have like planted it and been like, look what someone gave my child. Because when people are adamantly against something, sometimes they want to, you know, prove there's a danger. And if they don't have proof, you can manufacture proof. I'm not saying that's necessarily what happened, but I do have a little bit of that pessimism there that wonders about it. (laughs) So um, at any rate, I don't think it was someone intentionally being like, I'm going to get these kids stoned. Um, It doesn't seem like that happened. What is the point of that? What is the point? I don't, I can't. We'll get into that. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I, I went through this in my head and I was yeah, I had the same kind of thought as you. And I was like, I'm going to try to put myself in the mindset that people think that these fictional people are in and figure out what the point is. Okay, then what? Okay, so now we're going to get into the logistical nightmare that it would be to actually <laughs> give kids edibles that they would eat. All right. Because I think this is very important because I don't think that some of the people who are afraid of this have really thought about it and about like how difficult it would be. And I think a lot of that is probably because like they don't use cannabis and so they don't really know some of the practicality involved. Um, So let's just let's say that you and I are shitty, dumb people and we (laughs) we decide for whatever reason that we want to hand out cannabis gummies. Cause that's always the thing that people are like really concerned about are gummies, like the gummy bears you can get. Um, so let's say that we want to hand those out to children and we'll leave the motivation until later. Cause I think that's one of the funniest parts of the whole thing. Um, but for whatever reason, we're motivated to do this. Let's talk the logistics of how we would actually do this because oh boy, it's, it's interesting. So um, first off, cannabis, no matter where you're getting it, is more expensive than Halloween candy. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're getting super bougie, expensive stuff, um, like, like, I guess maybe it could be close, but I don't know anyone who buys like Godiva truffles to give to children for Halloween. Um, so in general, weed's going to be more expensive. Um, so there's that. Um, but let's say we don't really care about that and we want to spend a lot of money. I mean, it's quite the investment. Um, I just, while, while we paused, I looked at uh, the website of the place that I normally go when I'm in Seattle. Um, <laughs> Cause usually when I go visit the fam, I will, <laughs> <laughs> I will t- take a stop. Cause there's a lot of really good cannabis places in Washington. Um, and so I'll usually take a stop at um, usually it's Dockside cannabis, one of their locations. Um, and I looked on their website just to see like what their general prices are because they tend to be cheaper because it's been legal there for longer. Um, they have 10 packs of cannabis jellies for $29, which is almost $3 per. Um, so that's a pretty, it's pretty hefty price. So if you're Um, using those every day, you probably get two of those that I'm thinking if I was buying those, I would get two at a time. So you're spending 60 bucks for not even a month. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Ooh. it gets pretty expensive. And that's, and the thing is, if I, I don't know about other people, I, I think that most people who are using edibles, it's more like a treat. Or if you're just somewhere where you like want to use some, but you can't smoke. Like sometimes people like, I remember getting some, at a store and this guy was like this is really great if you want to just like go on a hike and like just have a little bit of a you know <laughs> just, just like a little bit of an elevated effect you know <laughs> um and, and they do also tend to be like fairly low doses yeah um and people's tolerances vary um but like for me one gummy that's not much of a dose for a kid it might be um <laughs> but oh, yeah. anyway so so let's say that we were these shitty people who want to get kids stoned um we need to get the edibles um we can do this by either buying them or making them um buying them again it's going to be more expensive also you would have to be in a state where you can legally buy them um not all states are going to have edibles that are actually available for sale 
Um, so like, for example, uh, I live in the state of Pennsylvania and yeah. <laughs> there's uh, the place that I would normally go if I was uh, getting medical cannabis at this time. Uh, they do have a quote unquote edibles menu, but they're all pills. Oh yeah. They're not, they don't sell, um, they don't sell like cookies or candies or like butter or whatever. So not all States that have recreate. Well, I would assume all States that have recreational use, you can probably buy edibles, but, um, not all States where you have medical use are going to allow you to buy edibles of the kind that are just ready to go. Um, so that's just an access issue. Yeah. Um, so just, understand that if especially if you're in a state where it's illegal is these people are probably going to have to buy them smuggle them somewhere Mm -hmm. at at risk to themselves because it is illegal um and yeah and so a lot of people just wouldn't do that because honestly what is the payoff so let's say instead of buying them we're going to make them instead because it's cheaper to make them and also if you're in a state where you can't buy them, you're going to have to make them yourself. Um, so generally the cheapest way to buy cannabis is flour. Um, so that's the stuff that you will grind up, put in a pipe or put in a joint and smoke. Oh, yeah. um, that stuff, if anyone has any <laughs> experience with it, has quite the smell. Uh, <laughs> you will definitely be able to smell it. So, <laughs> uh, And the reason that I bring that up is because if I was a kid and someone gave me a gummy thing, uh, I would want to eat it. But if it smelled like weed, it would not smell good to me and I would not want to eat it. So in order to get these theoretical kids stoned like we theoretically want to, we need to make sure that it didn't actually smell. That's really hard to do if you're doing if you're making gummies at home. Right. Um, particularly if you're making them from flour um, and any other process that cannabis goes through that takes away the smell is going to make it more expensive. Um, so if you had lots and lots of money to, to spend, you'd probably get your edibles pre-made. If you didn't, there are other ways, but honestly, it's pretty difficult. Like you could probably get some THC distillate, um, which has less to no smell depending on what you're getting and where you're getting it from. But some places you can get that in a way that it's like accessible for you to use. Other places you can only get it inside a cartridge. Those cartridges are pretty hard to break open. Um, I Like I believe in Pennsylvania, you can only get uh, THC distillate in a cartridge for vaping. And uh, a lot of that is because of the scare that happened a couple of years ago where people were vaping and went to the hospital. Um, Those were black market cartridges. They contain vitamin E. It's really bad to aspirate. Um, So cool. So it can be kind of hard to get the distillate. Um, So while you could theoretically make cannabis gummies that wouldn't smell that much, it still would be really expensive to do. So Anyway, that's just a logistical thing I want to point out. It would, it would cost a lot of money to do this. Um, and if you're smuggling stuff in, it would be a lot of risk. Oh, yeah. Next comes a major logistical issue. If we were to uh, continue our mythological uh, quest to get cannabis edibles into children's trick-or-treating bags. Okay. Um, this next logistical issue is packaging. Mm. which I don't think a lot of people think about when they're concerned about this, because like, think about the way that cannabis gummies are packaged, um, which if you don't know, yeah, they're don't usually know. individually packaged, like individually sealed. In little like huh? plastic wrappers? Yeah. And okay. they usually have on those wrappers, like even if you get like a pack of multiples, like I think, I think all of them that I've gotten have still even inside they're individually wrapped. Um, mm. And then on that, they will say like contains THC, not for children. Like they'll have big warning labels to make sure that you can't mix it up. Um, and even if they didn't have those labels, it looks really weird to give out just one gummy bear to a child, like <laughs> in its own package, individual gummy bear. <laughs> like, so you would have to repackage them <laughs> right? <laughs> because you'd need to take off anything that said, 
there was THC in there, anything that said this isn't for kids, et cetera, all that stuff, they'd have to be repackaged. Um, and since most people don't give out just individual pieces of candy, cause it looks pretty sus. Um, and they know that most parents will look through the candy and take out anything that does look suspect, um, like one gummy bear in a plastic package. Um, if we wanted to achieve our end goal, which let's remember is stone children, um, (laughs) (laughs) it's just ridiculous. Um, we would need to put cannabis, need to put each cannabis edible into a package with some other pieces of candy. Um, so like put one or two weed gummies in a bag of regular gummy bears. Um, they would have to look the same also which sourcing cannabis gummies that look exactly like other candy is not too easy because they're not supposed to be made to look like other candy, really. This is so, so. much work and you're probably not going to see them open it or like it, take it. Oh, we will get to that. Okay, sorry. Am I reading ahead? <laughs> yeah, you're reading ahead. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so you'd have to repackage them with other gummies, which involves resealing the package as well. Um, so like you get your package of gummy bears, like say you have like Haribo gummy bears or whatever it is, the little, a little, little packs of them for Halloween. You'd have to find a way to open them, put the cannabis gummies in and then reseal them in such a way where it doesn't look like they've ever been opened. You can get machines to reseal things. It would be pretty hard to open them and reseal them in a way that makes it look like they haven't been opened. And any parent who finds a package where it looks like it's been opened and resealed isn't going to let their kid have it. So let's just remember that. So we want to achieve our goal. That's not the way to achieve our goal. So, excuse me. So it'd be a giant pain in the ass to do that um, in a way that didn't look tampered with. Um, You could probably repackage things in entirely new packaging material. But again, you have the parents who check and they're going to look at it and be like, why is this bag just a clear bag with gummy bears? So then you'd have to make up like label art and like put on <laughs> ingredient labels and stuff like that. Again, it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of work for um, why. As, as a side note here, okay. um, it is a good idea to take out anything that looks homemade out of your kid's candy stash um, or anything that looks tampered with. Because again, people have tampered with stuff in some ways over the years, not with cannabis, um, <laughs> but they have. Yeah. So just make sure to take that stuff out. Um, and also as far as homemade stuff goes, no matter how good of intention someone might have, if you don't know the person who made the thing, I wouldn't let your kid have it because yeah, you just don't know. Like if someone's handing out brownies that they made, probably not a good idea to let the kid have it. Cause like, you don't know if they, like I've taken a lot of food handling courses a lot of people haven't. So you don't know mm-hmm. if they made them in a good way. You don't know if they've been handling them with clean hands, et cetera, et cetera. It's so. still COVID. We <laughs> yeah. are still in a pandemic. As much as people want to act like we're not, like it, it's like yeah. just barely we have a maybe a slight handle on it because there are people getting vaccinated, but it's nowhere near over. Oh, by the way, booster shots have started becoming available. Um, so, um, and it looks like mixing and matching booster shots is okay. So you don't necessarily have to get the same one that you got before. Like I got Johnson and Johnson, but I'm eligible to get like any of the booster shots. I read that the CDC says that unless you're like a senior or like immunocompromised, like if you're just like regular, that you don't need a booster. (laughs) possibly I, I think that you're still eligible even if you don't need it at any rate I'm pregnant so I'm eligible no matter what you should get one <laughs> and I should get one yeah I need to get a flu shot anyway so, so I just wanted to put that in there because I was just thinking about it today go get vaccinated all right. Pew, 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 pew. all right so so let's assume at the end of all this that you and I are still totally into the goal of handing out cannabis edibles to kids. We're willing to put a lot of money into it. We're willing to put a lot of time into it. We're willing to put work into it, you know, even though it's a giant pain in the ass. That brings me to what you were reading ahead about. What is the payoff? What makes all this worth it? I I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Even if we had evil intent. This sounds like a Scooby-Doo villain motherfucker type deal where it's like I wouldn't get those damn kids but why? yeah but but why like cannabis doesn't have super long lasting negative effects um <laughs> if you have seen that it does it's probably it's probably a very specific thing like someone with schizophrenia 
um, who used a lot of cannabis. Like there are certain people who shouldn't use it, but in general to the average person, it's not going to have long-term lasting effects. It's not a drug that people, people overdose on in the traditional sense. Like you can smoke too much and have a negative experience, um, or you can, you know, eat too many edibles, have a negative, negative experience, whatever, but it's not an overdose in the sense that it's dangerous for you. It doesn't knock you unconscious. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't have negative physical effects. I mean, the only thing possible I could see happening to a kid that would be dangerous would be like if they were stoned and fell and hurt themselves. Or if they start freaking out like I do whenever I'm high and their That's parents true. can't like figure out what's going on with them. Like all of a sudden they have a whacked out kid. Like unless you're trying to like get back at the parents or something, which we are not condemning. Yeah. Like we're talking about how ridiculous this is, but at the same time, like some kids would probably react very poorly to that. Yeah. Um, and the thing is they would, but then what is the benefit to us, the evil shitty people who are giving this to the, the kids? Evil we, mystery pot dealers. We don't see the parents having to deal with this, you know, like it, it's really weird like for, um for one thing most kids don't eat their candy the moment they get it um i don't wow. know if anyone else out there has experienced trick-or-treating but generally you have a bag for a reason you put the candy in a bag short sometimes you'll dip in have some of that candy but cannabis doesn't take effect sorry cannabis edibles do not take effect immediately they take i think the least amount of time i've ever had an edible take effect on me was like 30 minutes um, yeah. and if you know how trick-or-treating works, you're not going to spend a lot of time in one area. You're trying to hit as many houses as possible to get as much candy as you possibly can. Right. Cause there's so, a, there's a curfew. There was yeah. where I lived at least. Like you need to be back home at a certain point. Like you, I don't think we were allowed to stay out past like 10, I think. I mean, even if it, even if you're not, um, where there is a curfew, people aren't going to stay up all night giving out candy. So like right. you want to get to as many houses as you can while they're still, handing out candy so of course you're not going to see the kids when they've actually had any effect from it um the yeah. body needs time to process so frankly i don't see the point and i think that people aren't taking that into consideration because it's not just that it's expensive whatever all that kind of stuff like if you're willing to go through the expense the hassle the giant pain in the ass that it would be to do this um, and you're not like afraid of getting caught or whatever it is. It just doesn't make sense. You're not going to see a bunch of stone children walking around yeah. because by the time it actually takes effect, they're either going to be home or they're going to be somewhere else. Right. There is no payoff for anyone doing it. Um, <laughs> there really is no payoff. It's a really silly thing to be afraid of because there's no point to it. And that's the thing that I think people aren't really thinking of. I think people are afraid of cannabis for a variety of reasons, but a lot of them are made up. I can't um, believe we're still talking about people <laughs> being afraid of weed. Arguably yeah. the least drug, least harmful drug aside from coffee. Yeah. To, yeah to, I mean, just to generally to most people, it's not. And granted some people it's not for them and that's totally fine hey <laughs> some people it's not for them yeah but like it's not going to cause you long long-term harm unless you're a very 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 small minute number of people i mean i guess it could affect some brain development but if they just do it the one time yeah well and again not. and again it's like with okay <laughs> and again like even though we're going down this road like let's all remember no one is actually doing this no one is giving out right. edibles to kids there yeah, is no talking, evidence of this actually happening we're talking so much about it because it's a lot of hypotheticals which are infinite we can yeah. talk about it forever but it's yeah it's a logistical nightmare it's not worth it it doesn't make any sense um, if a stoner's giving out candy and wants to have a really good time with some weed at Halloween, they're probably just going to get stoned before the trick and treat before the trick or treaters come by, because I imagine a parade of small humans in disguises is a lot funnier if you're high. Yeah. Um, in that I mean, case, no what? 
yeah like in that case the only danger the kids are in is not getting candy because you ate it all when you were stoned like that, <laughs> that's literally it and then so, you have to be in that house that turns off all the lights and yeah like, don't come to my house <laughs> it's like sorry i ate all the candy yeah like so so concerned parents if you take anything away from this episode let it be this make sure your kids are safe and chaperone when they trick-or-treat um because there are dangers out there honestly drunk driving is probably one of the biggest dangers on halloween yeah um, people going to parties having drinks and then driving home or driving around um so make sure they're safe make sure they've got an adult with them um, um unless they're teenagers um or whatever and in that case don't give them hell about trick-or-treating because they're too old because whatever it doesn't matter um check the kids candy take out anything that looks dodgy even if it's only for your peace of mind that's fine but don't worry about the stoners they're keeping weed for themselves like i just don't worry about it there's so much morality around weed and yeah kids should not be having (laughs) marijuana before they're 18 yeah I, i support adult use and whenever it helps with epilepsy, like that guy yeah. did that, but. Yeah, yeah. There are children who are helped um, with epilepsy, although just just FYI for most people, um, the kids that are getting that, they're not getting an amount that's going to get them high usually. Um, usually yeah. it's a very small amount of THC in it um, with like CBD a, as well. It's a delicate balance so yeah. that the epilepsy is under control, but they're not like stoned. Yeah. And I just, I think it's easier to be scared of something that you don't know about and say it's bad than doing the research and putting the work in to educate yourself on how this came to be, why people think that and why it's not necessarily the whole truth. So I think a lot of people hide behind being scared. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And and if you are one of the people who's like freaked out about cannabis a, you don't have to use it. Um, the see the, the Dare program lied to a lot of people when they said people are just going to be handing you drugs for free all the time. Okay, that that's not happening. Uh, don't, but don't buy drugs. Become a rock star, and they give them to you for free. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, Kids, don't buy a weed. Become a trick or treater. People hand it out for free. That's not true. Um. Just so everyone knows, that's a quote from Love Actually that we're uh, changing there. Uh, yeah. Anyway, if you were one of those people who's who's freaked out about the legalization of cannabis, I would highly recommend that you look into it more and don't look just the fear mongering. Um, there's, I mean, you do. If you go to some pro cannabis websites, you can find some really good sourced information that like that they will tell you where they get all their information. Um, they do have really historically accurate stuff that will tell you like, here is why people started being afraid of cannabis. Like, and it, it really does, it goes directly to racism um, historically, uh, which seems it seems weird. It seems like a weird reach at this point in history. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Um, but that is the reason why cannabis has the reputation it has. And it's kind of snowballed in a very interesting way. So if you're interested in that, I would recommend going back and listening to our uh, series, The Case for Cannabis. Also, there's some really good books out there. Um, Smoke Signals mm-hmm. by Martin A. Lee is really good. Um, there's the yeah. seth rogan episode of uh, armchair expert where he yeah. talks about it too yeah <laughs> if you guys are tired of listening to us <laughs> yep he uh oh yeah he directly called out harry anslinger which i thought was great because he's basically the guy who's behind the racism that led to the vilification of cannabis so seth rogan is so smart yeah he is yeah <sighs> so anyway um just look somewhere that's not Facebook. Give yourself yeah. a little challenge. What can you find out that's not on Facebook? You can yeah. look at NPR, Huffington Post, Washington Post, New York Times, like more accessible things but that will lead you to better research. But. Yeah. And the more research you look into, the more you're going to find out that the fear mongering, it's, it's not really based on cannabis itself it's based on what people think the possible ramifications are and those things haven't been proven so anyway exactly 
So you don't really need to be afraid of cannabis um, and you extra don't need to be afraid of it ending up in your kids' trick-or-treating bags, um, particularly in gummy form, because it's, it's just, it's way too much work for it to be worth it. It really is. <laughs> so uh, that's what I've got for you. I have a, an, I don't, my shout out this week is going to be to the Williams sisters. Because I'm seeing trailers. You know I love Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith till the day I die. I love them. They're one of my favorite celebrity couples. I watch Red Table Talk all the time. I love them so much. However, I saw this trailer coming out for Will Smith. And he's playing this dad of a bunch of kids. And then, like, talking about all this stuff. And, like, you know, getting over hardship and this, that, and the other thing. And then I realized it's a movie about Serena and Venus Williams' dad. And I'm like, why are we making a movie about their dad when they're the ones who go out on the court and do the thing? Interesting. Why is a man getting a movie to tell a story about two ladies? Hmm. So I have to think about that a little bit, but I wanted to shout out just the two of them and probably their mom (laughs) because of, you know, because of reasons, because of reasons. So that's my shout out this week. All right. Well, I am going to, I'm going to shout out some resources for cannabis education. I did shout out some of them already. Um, so my shout outs are the book Smoke Signals by Martin Ailey and the website Leafly. As always, I am Rosie and facts matter. I'm Hope. And now that you know better, be better. Bye. Bye.